Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God said, Let there be light on the very first day, and dispelled the darkness. The sun and the moon, the entire outer universe, were not created till the fourth day. John 1, 7 through 9 speaks of Jesus Christ, the King of glory, as being the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Matthew 4, 16 speaks of the born again uh, just prior to salvation and reads in part, The people which sat in darkness saw great light. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the true light. These are the very last days, and darkness cloaks and chokes the earth. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13 speaks of the last days and says, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But be of good cheer, saints, for in this deadly gross darkness, true life light shines so much more brilliantly. This is the time for the sons of God to stand before the sons of Adam and shine. The contrasts are so dramatically striking. It's time to shine. Have you seen the light? Are you born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Are you ready to have your darkness dispelled? Are you ready to have all your sin and shame expunged from your record? Are you ready to become a brand new creature, full of grace and light? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. What a beautiful day! Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 1, 14 through 19. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Man said, There are those who form the unenlightened segment of modern society, who cling to religion and their Bibles. Someone needs to inform the great unwashed that if you cling to this archaic book, you should know it is not to be taken literally. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 630 that once again confirms the full inerrancy of God's Word, the Holy Bible. All of these features are archived on this site in text and streaming audio for the edification of the faith of the saints and as powerful information to convince the lost that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Take advantage of the Tell a Friend feature above to send a gospel track to someone you love. Why not download all 600-plus features to your iPod? Also, 
Type in keywords to your question in the God Said Man Said search bar at the top right for supernatural answers. We are honored by your visit. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. When your computer says 2 plus 2 equals 5, the answers to your questions will always be wrong, no matter how academically eloquent you frame the errant results. The children of God approach the universe and their lives through the eyes of faith. This faith is founded in the Word of God, and God is the invisible Spirit. In regard to this universe, all physical things and natural knowledge are a result of God's Word. The invisible Spirit of God creates and dominates all things. The salvation of a child of God is not a product of the natural realm, but the Spirit of God quickens us and places us in the invisible kingdom of God. Lest you confuse the invisible with fiction, keep in mind that the world's most dominant forces are invisible, such as the wind, gravity, electromagnetic fields, electricity, and others. Consider Romans eight fourteen through 16 that declares how the born again know they are children of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Our confirmation of the personal new birth is not a product of the physical or of natural thought, but the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, which knowledge is tapped by the children of faith. Spirit dominates physical. We see the universe through the Word of God, which is entered into through faith. The unredeemed are polar opposites. They see the universe through the eyes of unbelief. Foundational to the theory of evolution is the doctrine of uniformitarianism, which basically states that the present tells the past. Its geological premise posits that all things in the past progressed at the same even rate that we see today, but two colossal and provable events happened in the past that their unbelief precludes and that certainly contradict their doctrine of geological uniformity. Number one, an abrupt six 24-hour day creation. Exodus 20 verse 11, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Had you come upon the fully mature and developed Adam five minutes after his creation, you would have assumed a history, yet Adam was only five minutes old. If you would have come across a great sequoia tree looming high into the sky five minutes after its creation on the third day, you would have assumed history, but it was only five minutes old. Uniformity doesn't work here. Number two. 1,656 years after Adam opened his eyes, God destroyed the entire earth with a global and world-ending flood. The doctrine of uniformity just doesn't work here. God said, man said, stands to contend for the faith. In Jude 1, 3, we read, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. God's word is true and righteous altogether. God's word declares through genealogical dating and clear chronological markers that the earth and its universe are just over 6,000 years old. 
There are over 40 features on God said, man said that certify a young earth. Years ago, a skeptic introducing himself as a science writer decried the biblical position of age and offered up his billions of years. We asked him to supply his proof, and he heatedly responded, You know I can't do that. Of course he can't do that. Just a few things that quickly come to mind that sticks in the craw of their billions is, scientists have uncovered a monumental peak of death at the same time that God said he destroyed all that had the breath of life in its nostrils around 4,350 years ago. Fish fossils populate the world's mountain peaks and flood strata rest upon 75% of the Earth's surface. Soft tissue has been discovered in dinosaur bones and other fossils. Evolutionists are found scratching their heads. How could it be? Molecular biologists are shocked that the DNA clock is moving much faster than they ever dreamed. In a feature published in Science Magazine in 1999, a scientist states that using the new DNA clock, we could be only 6,000 years old. Jason Lyle, who holds a Ph.D. in astrophysics from the University of Colorado and is director of research at the Institute for Creation Research, wrote a feature in the September 2012 issue of Acts and Facts titled, Blue Stars Confirm Recent Creation. Several paragraphs follow. Blue stars are always more massive than the sun. This means they have more hydrogen available as fuel. Yet blue stars are much brighter than the sun. Some are over 200,000 times brighter. They are burning their fuel much more quickly than the sun and therefore cannot last billions of years. Based on their observed luminosity, the most massive blue stars cannot last even one million years before running out of fuel. None of this is a problem for the biblical timeline of about 6,000 years for the age of the universe. But if the universe were 13.7 billion years old, as seculars allege, then it really shouldn't have blue stars. Yet blue stars abound in every known spiral galaxy. It seems that these galaxies cannot be over one million years old. Secular astrologists assume that new blue stars have formed recently to replace all those that have burned out over deep time. They claim that some nebula uh, eventually collapse under their own gravity to form a new star. Some astronomy textbooks even have pictures of nebula labeled as star-forming regions or stellar nurseries, as if star formation were an observed fact. But it's not. Star formation has never been observed. Star formation is problematic at best. Gas is very resistant to being compressed. On Earth, gas always fills its container. In space, there is no container, so gas expands indefinitely. If the gas could be forced into a sphere that is very small in comparison to a nebula, such as the sun, then the gas would be held together by its own gravity. However, in a typical nebula, the gas pressure far exceeds the minuscule force of gravity. Secular astronomers now believe that external forces such as a shock wave from an exploding star, are necessary in most cases to trigger star formation. Observations confirm that gas clouds expand. They do not appear to collapse into stars. Even if we could compress the nebula sufficiently to the point that the force of gravity was strong enough to prevent the gas from expanding, other effects would kick in, thereby preventing the formation of a star. From a scientific perspective, Naturalistic star formation appears unlikely at best.
the evidence seems far more consistent with the biblical account. It appears that stars were supernaturally created only thousands of years ago. With blue stars scattered across the cosmos, our universe certainly looks young. End of quote. They always end up here. No matter how hard the skeptics battle and contort, they end up here. God's word is true and righteous altogether. God's word never changes. This is the place to build a life that will last forever. God said, Genesis chapter 1, 14 through 19, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, There are those who form the unenlightened segment of modern society who cling to religion and their Bibles. Someone needs to inform the great unwashed that if you must cling to this archaic book, you should know that it is not to be taken literally. Now you have the record.